Hello, incredible people. I welcome you to the Mindfulness Broadcast. My name is Anastasia. Hope you're doing well. I want to take a second appreciating you coming here and spending your time with me. It means the world. And I mean it. I see how many people from different parts of the planet joining in and listening to my voice. It's insane. So thanks so much for coming. I hope you enjoy it. And I'm here to deliver more interesting topics for you guys. So if you've been here before, then you know that I like topics on emotional intelligence. And if you're new to the podcast, then let me tell you, <laughs> emotional intelligence is very important. But unfortunately, I feel like it's not taught or promoted enough for people to learn it and consciously use it on a daily basis. Uh, I believe it's something that should be actually taught to the children since they were little. Emotional intelligence is the ability to understand, use and manage your emotions. It's about self-awareness, self-regulation and motivation. So it helps to find positive ways to relieve stress, communicate effectively, improve em empathy levels, cope and resolve challenges and conflicts, right? And if we don't control our emotional state, we don't control our present and future. Think about it. If you're not strong in emotional regulation, in self-regulation, then the situation controls you whatever situation it is, in which case, whatever the situation is, it pulls you away from who you truly are. It takes you off your trajectory. That's it. You're gone. You're lost because something else took control. So highly developed emotional intelligence is very useful and it's useful in different areas of your life, relationships, career growth, communication in general, and self-healing too. Two main things that I want to grasp your attention on now are self-awareness and self-management. I'm pointing out these two aspects first because it's good to develop qualities and grow in some knowledge, you know, for business relationships or any other part of your life. But you get to spend time with you every second of your life. And if you're emotionally intelligent and equipped, that brings you more self-awareness and self-management. And then it gradually just applies to the rest of your life. It like spreads around. If you can apply some of the skills and knowledge within yourself, then you can apply it everywhere else. It's just a matter of practice. So emotions are linked to memory. So that's in a way the gates to memory. And the memory connects you to your conscious. So in a way, <laughs> it's a bit complicated connection probably. In a way, your conscience determines your future. So you'll consciously decide what you will do or you will not do to achieve something in the future, right? Therefore, the connection is pretty direct. Your current emotional state and the, the level of your emotional intelligence determines your future. And that's all, you know, backed up by the research on biopsychological level. Isn't that just fascinating? That blows my mind. So let's learn to identify accept, balance, control, and adjust our emotions. I prepared some of the steps and resources that can assist you in becoming more emotionally equipped, let's say, emotional intelligence, recognizing them, and all this kind of stuff. And the first thing I want to talk about is cultivate self-awareness. Remain attentive to your emotions throughout the day and strive to identify specific triggers, patterns, and underlying causes. 
So most of the people's knowledge of understanding of emotions is quite limited, including mine. I'm not going to be, you know, all humble. Oh yeah, I know everything, blah, blah. No, I'm still learning. I think the whole length of life, we are students and we keep learning new things. And that's one of them that I'm trying to be better at. And if I ask to write down right now, 30 motions within, let's say, one minute, will that be an easy task for you? You're welcome to just pause the podcast and do it right now and then see how many emotions you can come up with. It doesn't matter which ones, positive, negatives, just, you know, 30 and you have 60 seconds. The most common emotions that we usually automatically think of are, let's say, joy, excitement, sadness, anger, fear, what else? Um, love, hope, right? But there's so much more to it. Google 200 or 300 words to describe emotions. And wherever you do a little self-check, go through that list and that'll help you to identify every single one you either feel now or felt today. So I've done this little exercise and I thought, hmm, let me write down my emotions that I just felt in one day. Uh, It was one specific day. And only throughout a span of a couple of hours, it was quite an intense day, I have to admit, but still, in the, the, the length of a couple of hours, I felt caring, annoyed, disappointment, embarrassed, acceptance, caring, empathy, I felt friendly, grumpy, patient, impatient, <laughs> pessimistic, lazy, tired, feel loving, I felt excitement, I felt self-critical, interested, doubt. And I remove all the classic ones as joy, happiness, angry, and blah, 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 right? So that's only some part of the day that I, you know, that I wanted to get back to, to that specific part of the day, literally a couple of hours. And I know it's a lot and everyone's busy, but more emotions you discover and label, the more your knowledge base in your brain (laughs) is equipped, right? And the fuller it is. And it'll be easier to understand what you feel later on. And the next step is to connect with why you feel it. So you can have a journal to document your emotions, thoughts, and experience. And it doesn't have to be anything complicated. You can just quickly scribble or write down on your phone emotions you felt, send yourself a text or something like that. And then this practice will help you to gain the insights into your emotional states. And sometimes we don't recognize reoccurring patterns. We just behave in some way or react in some way just because we do. We live on autopilot most of our times. And it's really good to bring yourself back to this, oh, the moment of self-awareness, the moment of mindfulness and be like, okay, I feel this. And actually, each time someone says this to me, I feel these emotions. And then then you go to why. I keep bringing people back as well to meditation exercises, um, which will bring greater sense of self-awareness. And that is a very good way to observe your emotions without being judgmental, without experiencing fear or any other negative attached emotions or shame to it. I don't meditate as often myself anymore. And I feel like I really need to get back to it because whenever there's a change in your life, especially, um, it's like a little storm. And if you can't just observe the storm, then you might feel like you're going to be in it and it can just grasp you and then you start panicking. And then there's a whole lot of a different conversation. But 
my point is it's good to get to meditation at least to try lots of people don't do it because it's boring or there's a thing like i don't have enough time if you don't want to do something you will find an excuse if you want to do something you'll do it that's the truth that's the truth that everyone has to accept and yeah probably that's a little push for myself here as well (laughs) in terms of hey anna get your ass off the chair and go meditate. It doesn't have to be long. One minute to start is enough. And it's hard. Trust me, if you haven't done that for a long time, or you've never done it, even first 30 seconds, you'll be thinking of everything you want to, but not focusing on what you should be focusing on. The next thing will be developing self-regulation skills. There are different techniques to managing and regulating your emotions. It can be Again, meditation, it can be deep breathing exercises, visualization, reframing negative thoughts, uh, whatever relaxation activities you could think of, or probably physical activity that makes you feel more balanced. To me, sometimes running or dancing, Pilates, uh, anything, depending on the current emotional state. So it could be anything you want for you as well. You just need to define it, basically. You can try cognitive behavioral therapy cbt it did not really work for me but everyone's different and for some people it ends up being very beneficial especially if you're in that stage when you literally don't know how you feel what you feel you don't get your emotions sometimes your reactions and you get really confused in certain things or you just never been mindful as much which is absolutely fine you know if you really want to try start doing that It's great. The first really important thing in everything when it comes to this self-understanding is to actually recognizing some patterns, paying attention, putting that light towards, let's say, your, your internal. It doesn't have to be darkness, but just, you know, picking that attention, that little laser, you know, these... um laser pens uh, with red dot just pointing at it and being like, yeah, there you go. That's where you have to look. And then you can do the work. The next step would be listen to others. Practice active listening, identify other people's emotions and connect them to reactions that people have. So we take that internal work we've done and now we're observing others that are around us. And you can always ask people questions on how your emotions and behaviors impact your relationships. Don't be afraid to ask, hey, remember we had you know, this heated conversation on Friday. Do you think I reacted all right? Did I, maybe my reaction upset you? Or maybe you felt like it wasn't enough to actually understand what was happening. What do you think I could have done differently? If that's a safe space between your family or friends, use it. Use it to practice this. And also another thing which is good is to practice empathy and understanding and compassion to your uh, interactions with others. This is a really big thing as well. And when you combine all that, when you practice all these things, you'll know what you feel, why you feel it. And now you just will have the whole picture of how to get back to balance. Depending on your personality, you can meditate, try various mindfulness techniques. There are plenty resources online on that, different books and and everything. You can try breathing exercises. This is very powerful. There is lots of research done on how people actually 
forgot how to breathe in the right way, it's going to sound ridiculous, but it is true. When we're born, we're breathing in a different way, in a natural way. And then the more stress comes in our lives, less self-awareness we have, less time we spend actually trying, you know, to focus on how we feel and what our body feels and less mindful we are, we actually forget how to breathe in the right way. We're breathing very quickly. We're taking short grasps of air. We are breathing, you know, we have more chesty breath, which isn't that great. Or sometimes we are overventilating, we're breathing way too much. Ideally, for the healthy person, within a minute of staying in a calm state, you need to have, I think it's around six breath circles. So breathing, breathe out, six in a minute. We do a lot more, I do a lot more. But by slowing down your breath, by breathing in a correct way, you are balancing your emotional state as well. So that really helps. Then it's physical exercises, conversation with a friend or family. And if you feel like you need more in-depth work, you have different questions that you cannot answer and you need help, therapy sessions are brilliant. If you find a therapist that works for you, oh my God, that can literally change your life. (laughs) And I wanted to also say that also remember that emotions sometimes appear subconsciously. Something triggered it and boom, you feel if you feel something. And the rest is a choice. We choose to stay in one emotion or another. I I swear to God, since I've heard this this phrase that everything is a choice. Well, not everything, but let's say when it comes to happiness, when it comes to emotions, when it comes to to focusing on different thoughts, when it comes to decisions, it's a choice. I swear the perception of so many things in my life changed. I've heard a brilliant thing as well in um, the minimalist podcast that I that I love listening to the other day, which basically states anger is the result of unmet expectations. And that is so true. It's brilliant. And when you understand why certain emotion took over, it is so much easier to live through it and let go of it. For example, I love telling stories if you cannot tell just yet. (laughs) I was excited to come home one day and to do some practice on writing music. It's very important to me. I really want to develop more skills that way. And I had some examples of what I'd like to experiment on. I had a vision of coming home, turning my ambient lights on, locking myself in the room for an hour while everyone's asleep and crack on. I I was so motivated and I was so inspired. It was insane. And then I ended up doing some housework. It took longer to get my son to bed. Then I had a deep conversation with my partner and I was just like, oh, it's 10 p.m. I still had to send a couple of emails for work and do work on a website. And then I felt just drained. And I got angry, frustrated, upset, annoyed. I felt this sense of deflation and and, and I felt useless. So I started criticizing myself and it, I, I just followed the trace of the thoughts for probably a couple of minutes. And then, and then it just happened that I just stopped and I thought, okay, so I can stay angry, go to bed pissed off, struggle with sleeping, then wake up blaming life for everything, that it's unfair, that I'm a mom, that I have this and I have that, I didn't have time, I really want to do this, I'll look at all the successful people around me that can do it and I'm I'm not able to, blah, 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 wake up miserable and start this vicious cycle of negativity. Instead, I said, okay, okay, I see you, I am disappointed, 
Do I want to prioritize my sleep because tomorrow will be hell of a long day? Yes. Do I want to have some time to spend on my creativity? Of course. Okay. So I will take into consideration my desires and my, my needs, but I will pay closer attention to my actual needs right now. And right now I need to sleep because I need to recover to be more equipped for tomorrow. And I mean emotionally equipped for tomorrow because I have a day with my son, a whole day. At the same time, I have to crack on with work. At the same time, I want to do ABC and I don't want to be experiencing bad mum moments because I'm going to be exhausted. But I promise to myself that over the weekend, I will spend at least 15 minutes to myself achieving my goals. Any goal, and it does not have to be the music, any thing for myself. And you know what? It took me probably another couple of minutes to have this self-talk. And just like that, I'm like super calm, feeling so much better. And I ended up going to bed in a good state, had a nice chat with a friend and I slept like a log. It's a choice. As long as you embed that into your life, every time you feel like emotions take over, this note pops up like a notification on your phone, a reminder. And you make it your responsibility and choice. Obviously, there's going to be situations in your life when it's hard to control your emotions. Definitely. But then in this case, it's also good to go back and reflect and be like, okay, this happened and that, that what happened there. And I reacted like this. I felt this way or I'm still feeling this way. Okay. Can I change that? Increasing your emotional awareness and intelligence will make you more in control of your life. In which case, little or even big events can get you out of your balance. Or they might just deviate you a tiny bit and then get back. And I, w I wanted to recommend you a couple of books as well that will have more in-depth techniques you can try. So the first one is Emotional Intelligence by Daniel Goldman. Second one is called Emotional Intelligence 2.0 by Travis Bradbury and Jean Graves. And the third one is The Language of Emotional Intelligence by Jean Siegel. Amazing resources. Quite simple to read. Nothing way too complicated. And they're practical, which I find very important. And you can, they basically will give you more idea how to level up in emotional intelligence. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to the Mindfulness Broadcast so you won't miss out on the next topics. Cooking more and more and more episodes. I feel quite inspired lately. So tune in. Lots of love to all of you. Yours truly, Anna. And stay mindful. Mwah.